0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, first of all, good to everybody and uh, thank you very much for allowing your husbands to participate in the, in the davening. I know they come home dro- drop later than everybody else. And, uh, but, Baruch it's, Hashem, uh, it's, it's, it's a community that uh, I'm hearing the whole time from people from, out, from outside of the community how many people, more people would like to join so many people have told me that they, you know, they're the davening in other shuls. They probably can't leave, and uh, they come after davening in the middle of davening for five minutes, for ten minutes. So the mysterious nefesh of your, on your behalf, of your husband's davening here is definitely <coughs> something that uh, something that is for the whole for the whole area. So you to you and Hashem. You should be to continue and to. We should all grow together, Beis Hashem. a good question. It was a long question. I hope I remember the questions. <laughs> Sorry, <they're all> <laughs> okay, so if I haven't answered all the sections, you let me know. Okay. It's a very good question. Um, this, the, the answer to that question is, um, we'll start with the facts. All the people that I've known that have left and gone back are all crying that they want to come back again. They're all... Well, It it all depends on one thing. Living in Eretz Yisrael has to be... And there's a lot of mistakes involved in the Hadrocha of people living here, living there. First thing is that there has to be every married couple. There has to be Simcha in the house. And there's a lot of people that, for example, first of all, financially. There's a lot of people that struggle terribly here financially. And uh, they live in a tiny apartment with a, quite a few children. Blianera, and uh, you know, people tell them Eretz Israel, Eretz it's a And there's no simcha, and the husband hasn't got you know tranquility to learn because he's got his wife on his head, and he's got choivus, and he's running to gemachim, and uh, you know that's not that's not life. That's not life. And and if there's a possibility of going back to America and being offered something and learning somewhere or working somewhere, whatever the case is, is obviously that's not a it's not a healthy life. Eretz Yisrael has a lot of milas living in Eretz Yisrael and, uh, you know, first of all, the chinuch is, is in other words, the protection that children have over here and the things that they don't see, what, what other people see when they're in America, even kids, is is, is, is out of proportion, the mail of the kadusha of, of, of Imam Imamish having children, raising children over here. It's a big schuss to raise, to raise children here in Eretz Yisrael. And, uh, you know, and not just for the children, also for the husband and also for the wife. It's... Uh, the husbands if in America, there's a lot of struggles there, to say the least. I mean, contact a lot with people over there, and uh, with Tamidim over there, and with husbands and with wives. There's a very big struggle there. There's a lot of very Chasheva guys that learned in Koyol, and they moved back to America, and a few months later, they, they, they were not learning or, or the, they America is a place that very easily sucks a person out of, I don't know, Yiddishkeit, you could say. They daven, they learn. I mean, they're Shemesh they, Abbas. But Eretz um, Yisrael, the Yiddishkeit here is very solid it's anchored over here a person who lives in Eretz Yisrael his Yiddishkeit is anchored and it's a big miler to live it. so a person that's financially secure for example I'll tell you this why. because somebody came to me yesterday uh, not yesterday uh, a few weeks ago in the, at the Koisel somebody I don't know he lives uh, not here but he lives somewhere I don't know French Shilzef Shomal, Dafne, and he say, asked me a question he said to me I was, I was at the Koisel and he asked he asked me he says he's 30 years old he's been living here for 7 years he's just got a very good job offer in America So, what are you doing over here he said he's learning and what? what you got a good job offer? So he feels that he just wants to move on in life. So I said, Number one, are you financially secure over here? In other words, you know, is everything okay? He says, Yeah, financially he's completely secure. So I said, So, so, so why, why do you want to get up and go? He said, You know, I want to begin life. I said, I don't know what that means, begin life. <laughs> he says, You haven't begun life. after this is life. <laughs> you know, you're raising children over here. You're living here. This is life. This is life. You've got no major worries over here. So what, what's 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 not life? What could be a, what could be a better life? If a person's again financially secure, or they got you know job offers even over here, and uh, they're, they're working it out and they're living basically you know quite a menuchadik life over here. There's no question about it that there's uh, that the that the schus and. Uh, And uh, it overweighs a lot of outweighs a lot a lot of you know, a lot a lot of things about even miles about moving to America. The Mysterious nefesh of people living here is I know it's hard. Families over there, and uh, you know, one misses weddings and this this. About the Eretz Yisrael comes along with a bit of mserus nefesh. But mserus nefesh again, I'm stressing, it doesn't mean. I know a lot of you are told in seminaries you have to learn in coil, and your husband has to learn in coil, and you have to live with mserus nefesh. Mserus nefesh doesn't mean that there's no simcha in the house. If there's no Simch in the house, that's not mserus nefesh. That's 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 that's. that's it's just not good. Masiris Nefesh, today, is the idea that you're home, you miss home, you miss your siblings, you miss your parents, and you only see them once or twice a year. You know, these are the, that's talking Nefesh, but that's normal. That's normal. The schus of living here in Yisrael, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely outweighs that. Your husband, you should feel much more also secure that your husbands are partially in a holy place. I'm telling you, I know stories that are going on in America. It's scary. It's frightening. That's number one. Number two, when it comes to raising children over here. So, a couple of years ago, it was, a bit, it was a bit of an issue. You know, the Americans here didn't really blend into the society well. If your child can get into a moisev, get into a cheda over here where he's going to be able to, you know, you're going to be happy with the Chedah, either a bromphone or one, one of these chadorim, one of these places where, where you feel comfortable with the chinuch, there's no reason not to live in it. There's a lot of challenges in Chutz and challenges in Chutz are much greater than the challenges in Eretz Yisrael. And a lot of people, when it comes to it, they feel a certain comfort zone in America, which I don't blame them. There's a certain comfort zone. You feel, you know, it's your more type of person. I moved, I moved here after my chasana 30 years ago. I lived, for, I lived for a few years in Haram Nof. And... Um, well, I'm not the typical type of Hanov person, and uh, we were lonely. Just married, I had a, had two sisters that still live here. But uh, you know, my parents came for Yom then they wouldn't come to Hanov. They stayed in one town. It was lonely. It was quite lonely, and uh, I didn't really feel. I mean, um, after a few years, I moved into the area. But uh, it's living in Yisrael, you know. So loneliness is something that uh, you're missing. And loneliness, these are healthy, these are health, that's a healthy mysterious nefesh. But definitely not if there's no simcha at home or if there's a a financial struggle and it causes shalom bias issues between a husband and wife. And, you know, he's been offered a koal somewhere or, or, or something somewhere else. Uh, you know, in, in America, in where it looks like they have more menuchas and nefesh, there's no mitzvah, there's no mitzvah to struggle in a way where it disturbs the, the, the shalom bias, and, uh, and anyways, you know, there's no tranquility in life. That's number one. There's one more thing I wanted to mention, and that is, I know that there's certain people that, uh, you know, you've learned in Koyle for two years, go out and do kirov. I know it's not part of the question, but it's an important answer, because uh, I, I know a lot of Tamidim that have tried that and did that, and I've, I've seen the there's nothing greater than than again, if a person can't, he's struggling financially, he's been offered a care of jobs, of course it's better to do that. But a person has to realise I know a lot of you husbands are interested in care of and that type of thing. Kirov is something there's different types. There's NCSY, there's a more from care of, there's all different types. Kirov very often makes a person into an Asken. You know, an asking is makes a person into a macher, makes a husband into a macher. It's a good thing, and it's a it's a positive, it's a positive thing. But a lot of times, it, it's it's he doesn't really learn properly anymore. He doesn't really daven properly anymore. He's become a macher. He's become a macher in good things. But a uh, person must not get just so excited. Wow, he's been offered a Kirib job somewhere. You know, he's learning here. He could stay here, and you know, there's parnasa here. But he's offered a Kirib job, and uh, it's you know, it's, it's it's you know, it's important. Kirib is extremely important. but itay a young couple who've got one or two kids, and uh, you know, and. Uh, and over uh, the care the person who can make it should try and stay here you know as long as possible it's healthy it's long term it's planting seeds for for for, for 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 the future for raising the children every day spent in earth Yisrael is long term benefit mamish long term benefit you're soaking in you're absorbing a lot of kadusha very
1: good.
0: Is is it is it the, I mean is it the avoid of every Jew to go to somewhere and to move to some island to feel unique? <laughs> the Mishnah says as an Hejan that every every Jew is obligated to say vodam <laughs> bishvili Every person's obligated to feel that he's unique, every Jew is unique, every yid is unique, every every man is unique and every woman is unique. There's no mitzvah for a person to feel to move out to to we have somebody actually in the Kehillah who's got the other problem, he moved here from there. And and he lived out of out of town. And there he said he's unique in here. But if a person's living here, is there a chiyah for him to go out somewhere to feel unique? No, he should feel unique here as well. He's unique at home. He's unique with his children. He's unique. And every person's got the. And in this kahil is made up a lot of different types of people. And I'm telling you, they're all unique. <laughs> I speak to them, everyone's got their, everyone's got their uniqueness. There's no mitzvah to, to move out somewhere to become unique. You are unique wherever you live. A yid is always unique. Every yid has his own challenges, every yid has his own mindless, and it's good for a person to work on himself to try to see what his challenges are and to what his mindless are, and then he's got something that's very unique.
1: And have certain
0: purity in their lives. What is the proper perspective on this? And then a similar question came in. What is the proper response slash perspective when we see Chalot shots? It's a very good question. And that's also part of the Nesu of living here. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of, you know... <laughs> in America, so who's the president, and who's the Congress, and who's this? You know, you're not dealing with our, our brethren, so it doesn't really matter so much. Chas <laughs> calling another Eid. The name you call the name you mentioned is Sham is osa and it's a terrible thing and every Jew that calls another police, whoever he is, a Nazi is Asid Litanus Adin and there's absolutely no excuse across the board, Khalila you know, forget, you should be Makara of them. It's so easy to be Makara of them. It's awesome. The thing is that the, the, a lot of people were raised, the Orem type of Jews were raised in that society where, where that word is, uh, you know, they're not educated. They don't even know who Nazis were. I mean, just about. But they, and that's how they were educated in Mesha you know, 40, 50 years ago. 40, 50 years ago, there were really big struggles and there was, you know, there was Jews killed by Jewish police and there was really a war. It really was a war. You know, like closing streets today is nothing. Closing streets back then were wars. People were mummaged dying. Almost, and uh, you know, so they were raised with that. Uh, you know, the Yishalmis are more rough people. They live rough. They have a harder life, and uh, you know, so they, that's the language that they used: Khalila to call another Jew a Nazi. and it's a, it's it's, it's a word. It's a terrible, terrible avera. And uh, you know, on the contrary, my my mother, she should be well. She remembers she she remembers one of her visits here. I don't know, years and years ago. I'm talking about then when you know, like, I don't know, probably in the '60s or something. And she remembers there, there was a demonstration over there in Shabbos, in Kika Shabbos somewhere, whatever. She was walking past, and she remembers there were people screaming, and then she remembers there was an old Yushal Me'id who was standing by a lamppost, his eyes closed, and he's just screaming, My mother said she was so moved by this one. That's a demonstrator. That's a real demonstrator. But calling another Jew, Nazi, it's so easy to be Makara of these people. It's unbelievable. You know, like they think, they think naturally. I was once walking in the street, and, 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 and a car, I don't know. Where it was in a car, he didn't even mean anything, but he came like close and they got conversion in his car. He was mum, he thought he was gonna get lynched, he thought he was gonna get killed. You know, that's not a mahalach, it's bam, it's, not a, it's not, not a mahalach, but you can't ask questions on these Yushalmis because they, you know, that, that's their culture, that's the way they were raised. You know, it's like a Meshawam is like a different country. You know, they, they, they say in, in Yerushalayim there's three countries there's East Jerusalem, there's Mesharm, and the rest of Yerushalayim. It's a different culture, it's a different country, and uh, you know, they, they, in the early years. Only is that to be very careful, they had to be very strict with the children, because there was a lot of Jews that became, you know, they were sucked into secular Zionism, and uh, you know, that to take radical measures, and uh, it was a whole different story back then. Today, you should tell your husbands that you you meet somebody or you see somebody, you meet a police and you this and that, speak to them. I, we uh, we had here the head of the police, Aramatoshkol, called me that when because uh, a lot of people, a lot of people were mulching on us because we were open during Corona, so he called me and he said you're the only shul open and people are complaining and this and that I said wow thank you so much and listen he became so nice we were the only shul that was allowed to be open in that conversation in that conversation he gave me permission when you weren't allowed to have more than 10 people he he gave me permission for 45 people Friday night and, uh, and, uh, and then he's told me that he's got problems with his mother-in-law, if he can bring his wife. And his mother-in-law said, Yeah, bring them along. <laughs> like, he called me, like, to, you know, to, why are you open? And he became Hamish, my best friend. That's how easy it is to be Makarav. They're all Yidden, they're all Yiddish and Hashamas. And this is the door before Mashiach, where all these people are coming back, coming back to do tshuva. You know, that's, that's all. They just want to see that you love them. I have somebody in Esha Torah that, uh, that uh, he's a, and he became religious. He was a, he was a, college, a college campus a student. And the shliach from Chabad over there, was, uh, he was close to them. And before Purim, the shliach's wife promised to bake him hamantaschen. And, uh, and the heir of Purim, she went into labor. And they were driving to hospital, and she remembered that she forgot to give him the hamantaschen. So while she was in labor, the shliach drove back with his wife in the car in labor. They went home, and they called him, and he told me, he says, that's why I became religious. I saw such avasi Yisrael, he says, that's what made me religious. So it comes to secular people, policemen, soldiers, whoever they are, just show them avasi Yisrael, and uh, you can't, nothing can go wrong. And so the, the
1: second one was, what's the proper response when
0: we see Chalashat? It should, should break your heart not anger. These people, 99% of the, of the people driving today on Shabbos are Tineksh and Ishwas. In other words, they're, they're, anybody who's less than 60 years old today in, 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 in Israel doesn't know any better, doesn't know nothing. I'm not going into the halachic discourse. The Chaznish said that they were the Tineksh and Some people say in Eretz Israel. They're not Tineksh because they're living in a, in a country where they know there's a lot of religious people around, so they could have worked it out. But they are Tineksh and you because know, they've never felt a Kedusha. They've never felt something. You know, no one's ever... They know, they know that there's from people over you know, so what? You know, it doesn't give them a time of Shabbos. So it has to pain us. It really, really has to hurt us. And if you see somebody, if you see somebody that you can talk to them, say, you know, perhaps come to us for a meal, come to us for Shabbos, you know, let, feel it, feel it. You have to talk to them. The rebuking is shalom. First of all, you have to try. And if a, if a person sees that you really care for them. They see really care from them is, is 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 they listen. That's all. You have to show them love. You have to show them care. And chil shabbos is very painful. It's painful to live in a secular country where to live in a country of secular Jews is painful. But, but we have to do something about it. We have to do something about it. And, uh, you know, we're trying. We're trying. Even over here, we had a few conservative boys a few weeks ago. I'm trying to organize. A whole group of them should come here for Shabbos. And this is our achrayas. This is our responsibility. It's not for us to condemn them. It's, it's their grandparents that were the problems. Their parents are not the problems. Or they're not the problems. They don't know any better. It's uh, it just comes from the, the more you behave, the better you behave to them, and the more bechlaw we conduct ourselves, the more they look at us. And the more I had a boy in at the Talmud that uh, that that his parents, his parents they're living in a place where 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 they were sending him to a reform elementary school or whatever. And she went past one day and she heard one of the teachers screaming at a child. She said, "I don't want that education my child." She went on. There was a chabad over there, and she saw them all sitting so quietly and nicely. And she said, okay, I'll send my son here. And he became from, and the whole family became from. Because you see, they're from need conduct themselves nicely. They're idle, they're fine, they're nice, they want to help. And that's all. That's the behavior. There's no screaming, there's no rebuking, there's no throwing anything. It's Rachmanus. And the more we f- they feel that we have Rachmanus and we want to help them, the more they'll come.
1: Um, now, moving on.
0: To tell, them, to tell them that these, these. Yeah. But tell them this is their culture. You know, this is a different. This is a, they were, they were, these people were raised in a very, like, rigid culture. And, uh, you know, Bechlal, you can explain them that, you know, the, the Yushalmis, they have a hard life. You know, they have a hard life. And, uh, you know, they, they, it's, a, it's, it's, you know it's, it's a different culture. You can tell them. If it, and if they still don't understand, you tell them it's not the right thing. It's not the right thing. They're doing it. Not, not, every, not everything that everybody does is, you know, is the right thing. If you see an old yid, remember, she's crying and he's screaming. and You can see him. But, uh, you know, I see sometimes as I drive back at night, late, late at night from here, up in Bariland, there's, at night, they're working on the roads and there's demonstrations. Stam, you know, Shiva Bachram hang around screaming. It's, it's, it's gone. It's just nothing. You tell your kids this is not the right thing and this is not out there, you know. Israeli mentality is a, is a it's part of the mysterious of living here <laughs> it's a different culture but uh, Baruch Hashem is a lot of Americans in it, it's Israel already <laughs>
1: um, how is Hasidism relevant to a woman and what does it add or what should it add to her day to day life um, in connection to that I'm going to put that together what's Hasidism coming to add to the typical looks like based on the uh-huh. the second one or the first? What's Hasidus coming to add to the
0: typical "quote unquote" Litvish basic Education? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I think I should have brought my talis and tefillin before. If I don't know these questions it's going to take till tomorrow morning.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know when to start. <laughs> one, one, I mean, one thing has to be very clear that, uh, and this is something you know here in the Kahila. Obviously, we you know we learn Hasidic svarim, and it's uh, the varma adavening is more of a The first thing you all have to know is that we don't encourage anybody to. I don't encourage anybody to become Hasidic. I don't encourage, I've never encouraged anybody to to, to, to put a gatel on, to put a bechir on to so, Hasid. We're talking about living, you know, living, drawing from the Hasidic sources to help us in our life. You have to realize that there's a, there's a. I really don't know where to start, from. but there uh, Hasidic is. That Yiddish God is a package. What does that mean? Yiddish God is a package. Everything you're doing, everything you're doing, is Avodis Hashem. That's one of the very big ganym. Everything you're doing is avodas Hashem. I'll start from the I'll start from the opposite way. The, I'll start from the opposite way. around. the, the, the typical litvish, and again I'm not lekim obviously. But the typical Kilo litvish approach is Torah, 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 Torah. And I know I know, and you know a lot of my Talmud, married girls that I learned in different seminaries, I'm not saying any names, were Torah, 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 Torah. Now, there's a few problems with that. Number one is that's not the right Mahalach in a way. Yiddish guide is Torah, Tfille, Chesed. Everybody knows that Talmud, Torah is connected to Kula. What happens is when you talk Torah, 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 Torah the whole time, is one day they're going to leave the base of Madrash. And they don't know. Raberkovitz told me this a few weeks ago, Ritzach Berkovitz, he told me, he says Lakewood doesn't prepare. That's what he told me. I mean, I'm quoting him. They don't prepare any of their younger light to go out to work. And uh, you all, those of you who know know Benyelman Reinrab, who is now a rov in Lakewood, and he's dealing with this, and he's told me time and time again that there's people that learned for years in Koilun and uh, they're out to work, and a half year later, they're not learning, they're hardly davening. What happened over here? There HaChasidah says that, that your whole life is Avodah Sashem, your whole life is Avodah Sashem, Yerah Sashem, What does that mean? That means how you wash Negevahs in the morning, <laughs> how, you get, how you get out of bed, how you, how you prepare yourself for davening. Davening is a very important part of the day. No, no one's saying that the Talmud is not connected to Kulam. Everybody knows that Torah is Torah. But uh, it's a whole package, how you smile at somebody, how you do chesed at home, how you, how you act at home. How It's all part of Avodah Hashem. It's all part of Avodah Hashem. So the transition, just taking an example, Transition between learning and going out to work. I'm still, I'm still preparing myself for diving. I'm still getting up early every morning. I'm still diving in the same nice long diving. I'm trying; it's more difficult when you're learning all day long. It's much easier to remain on a certain level. But uh, you know, I come back in the evening. I'm still, I still, you know, it's 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 a whole it's a whole, it's a whole package. Learning, 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 learning. is very good, but it's it it it, 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 it can cause problems at times, and it's very important to know that. I know certain seminaries what they've they've told they've told they've told girls, Mamish to, to live with Nefesh and, and this is the literature approach, you have gotta live with Monsieur They don't know who they're talking to. They're talking to the kids the be girls that were raised in the five towns or raised in other places. And as I said earlier, it's enough of a Nefesh that they're living here. I had a very wealthy Talmud, I mean I've got a very wealthy Talmud and, and, and uh, they told his wife she shouldn't take any help at home. It's not Benet Torah to take help at home. You know, they have their own challenges. <laughs> you know, he's seeing psychologists, and every every couple's got their challenges. So don't take help. You know, you should do the sponge at home. <coughs> you know, it's got a, it's got a two hundred meter apartment. You should do the sponge at home because it's not a, a bent toy doesn't have help at home. That's nourish guide If you can, if, if if you if you can afford it, Abin yeah, Shalom sends everybody there in a yarns. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, so so you know, it's, it's a certain rigid. This is the life, and this is the life, and this is the Torah. This is the life. Derech Hasidus is Simcha is very important. Chasim Sofer says the says the first mitzvah by mitzvah boy is Mekayim. He says Simcha. Simcha is the number one in Avoid Sashem. Hashem. And so Derech uh, Hasidus was to take every everything is avoided, to enjoy everything to enjoy. A lot of people here from the Kehillah told me that the Shabbos mis are different. That they started eating Malava Malka at home and, and, and uh, you know like every everything every, you make avoid, you make everything is Everything in life is avoided. Before you smile at somebody, think that this is an avoided. There's somebody that comes here Friday night. There's a father. He's Israeli. doesn't understand my daughter. I don't think he understands a word. He brings his son over here because his son is struggling Yeshiva. And he enjoys the smile that, that I give him Friday night after davening. And that keeps him going for the whole week. So a smile is as important as Talmud Torah. This is what this kid needs now. So, so, so he needs a smile. <laughs> now, he, now, now you need to learn. Now you need to smile. Now you need to daven. Now you need to give tzodka. Now you need to... It's a package. Yiddish is a big package. If a person understands that, then whatever he's doing, he's learning. He's working. It's part of his package. And he's working. It's also part of his package. This Shmir Sinayim, the Zinyanim of, of 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 dealing honestly in business. And uh, it's all Avoida Sashem. That's one of the very basic one of the very basic elements that that is important to everybody to know, which is you know, which is really the Derqa Hasidis. Besides that, the Derqa Hasidis brought a lot of life into the people, brought a lot of life into the Avoidah. It brings it, it brings life. The sfarn from the Tamida ab- with Sadiqim. Who lived 200 years ago, but they were tzaddikim from many, many hundreds of years, of years before that. That the Rebbeinu sent their holy neshamas down, and a person who's dovak, a person who learns their farm you get a certain, you get a certain feeling of of cling to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, You get a certain chaim, imamish. You, you you get a certain chaim. And uh, you know, and, 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 and again, it's it's the whole Shabbos is different, you know. Like again, we had somebody in Yeshiva in Aryeh yeshiv in Shalayim that for him it was Bittel Torah to sing Zmiras on Shabbos. It was Bittel Torah. So he used to sing. He used to, well everyone sing singing he was sitting there with a the Gemara at the Friday night table. I told him, I said, "This time for everything, this time now you avoid us to sing Zmiras, to bring out to sing Zmiras, the Melech Kehilchay what's better, that boy, at the end of the year he was off the Derech, completely off the Derech already. Mamish completely off the de so that 's what that 's one of the things of, the, of Has there should be simchar at home there shouldn 't have to be an argument over every little half a thing of every little you know, of every little this yogurt or that yogurt. there HaChassidus is, it costs another shekel, costs another two shekels, again, not, not going into choivas for it, but it should be simcha, simcha, there should be shalom in the house, and simcha in the house. That's a very, 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 very big part of Abod HaShem. A person that learned very hard and learned very well, and he came to home and he's still rigid because he didn't understand the choices properly, and he comes home and he yells at everybody, and he's got no time for his kids, that's not Abod HaShem. That's not Torah, and that's not Abod HaShem. Derech HaChassidus is, you know, it's a certain it's a certain tranquility, it's a certain it's a certain taking everything as taking everything as a void. Is that understood? It's a very important kudan. Is there any yes. questions on that? I don't mean chas I don't mean Khasashon to, to 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 bash or to cry. Okay. Kind of so, this how is how, a, how is that, that how can that be relevant to a woman who aren't necessarily really the um, So first of all first of all, first of all n- it, yeah. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I know in seminaries they learn a lot of Ramban. Ramban is Devil Akim Chaim, is Kule uh, <laughs> Ruach is, is, is I had a couple by me on Wednesday. I don't know if she's here now. A new couple that just moved to a town of the man that just got married. No, I don't know if she's here. So, so you know, the by the way, <laughs> the same couple, I mentioned a joke to them about, about I don't know what, he's a very big muscle. I mentioned a joke, or something about going to work. I don't know what it was, I don't even remember. But uh, like, like she says to me, we don't even make these jokes at home. <laughs> I wanted to tell her, you know, one day this might be serious, you know, get ready. <laughs> but uh, So they say, they learn, I told them, I said, you know, learn a bit with your wife. I don't know, like easy, 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 like a bit of Hasidic l- Shalom, you know, by the, the by 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 real real Hasidim, some of them look at they look at the sefer. You know, the sefer Shalom from the Slonim Rebbe. Some of them look at it. Some of them view it as the as the as the sefer that a husband should learn with the wife. In other words, in the very Hasidisha world, it's not it's not one of the Hasidish Sfarim. but it is. He was used to go to his tish when I was a He was a very he was a very holy man, the Slonim Rebbe. But this couple told me the learn Rabbeinu Bachai. I don't believe that she understands a word, and I know him. He definitely doesn't understand a word. <laughs> And the learning rabbi no so How much? How much? How much gishmak are they going to get from it? I don't know. The same as and the same as Raman. So it's important for women today. My, my two daughters go to a shiratani every week. Um, it's important. It's important now. and especially in today's generation, by Hasidim, women didn't daven. They didn't learn on the contrary. The, the idea of women learning is not a Hasidish concept at all. Um, but but nowadays people realize that the women need it. Women need it. And The nasiyonists of today are that women need it. So you know, women can there are certain shiurim that women can go to and learn chassidish svarim. Uh, but if, if you're talking about at home, I think it's a nice, good idea. If you if your if your husband, you can send your husbands to me, and I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll go through the list with them what, what they'll enjoy learning. But nasiy shalom is a very nice Kaseva to learn from. There's a Seva Divri yisrael from the holy holy Majid And these svarim, you can get something out of them. They, they draw how to avoid in the parasha that's, that's very applicable you know the, the, the Tamid of they came in 200 years ago posh it for the door they came in to bring the world to the Mashiach. they knew the Nesiyonis Hashem knew the Nesiyonis and this is really an antidote to, to Rabelkovitz tells me a lot <laughs> and Eshlea says to me he says you know he says, you Hasidim have it so easy that's what he says those are the words he uses and he himself he gives a Shaitanya in his shul Friday night in the winter he gives a Shaitanya so you know, it's a, and but that idea that we were discussing before is an idea which is equally uh, um, applicable to women as it is to men. To understand that, their HaBal shem, their HaSidus, is that every everything is avoider. You know, when you when you when you help you, you dress your kids in the morning, generally speaking, a lot of time is typical type coil life is a lot of stress. He's running out, she's running out. He can't go to daven, she can't go. To. Your avoider is trying to make things tranquil at home. Try to make things tranquil at home. Sometimes, if it's possible, I'm just giving an example. You get up a bit earlier, you wake up the kids a bit earlier, so that there's tranquility at home. When they come back, you give them all the love. That's, you know, the Balshemt of himself, the first years before he revealed himself, he was busy with kids. He was busy with kids. He used to speak to kids. He used to make brachas with kids. He used to he used to go to parents and ask them if he, if he can learn with their children. This is the Bachchan of himself who, who who knew all the seudas of Maase Bereshis and Maase Merkova and and everything else. And this is what you know. This is what he was doing. This is a certain naimus. Naimus, to to, to be in to be pleasant, to be. That's that, that's very much so that the you know the And also when it comes to a Shabbos, preparing the house for Shabbos, you and your husbands. You know, like like it shouldn't be a lachas. Lasting Friday afternoon, get ready already on Thursday. Things get ready on Thursday, and uh, you know and when you're making nice food for Shabbos, the kind of mitzvah of Shabbos, have kavanah that I'm doing this for the mitzvah of Oynik Shabbos. And and you know when the kids are sleeping, you want to sing a lot. Sing with the husband. Your husbands ask them to teach you all the lovely songs, all the beautiful. You know. Zamira songs and shed the very Torah, and it's uh, you know, that's that's uh, a that's life. Everybody, everybody, everybody could draw from that. But uh, there are shiurim today, and every person should really try to draw a bit from the wellsprings of Hasidus because they're very, they're very deep, but they're very uh, very applicable. And it, there's a certain emus to it. There's a certain you can sometimes hear a similar to but when you hear it from a Hasidic source, it's somewhat warmer, it's somewhat more. More well, easier to, 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 to I don't know I, just, I can't describe it in words it's just very gishmak is that is that clear? Because there's a few more questions I guess that we will explain
1: the stuff I guess but there's just more technical. My husband wants to start worrying
0: about the show I guess this just applies to this one. What is the meaning behind it? First of all, a long first of all a long lavush is an Indian of sneeze. by men as well. A long levush, is a certain certain Indian of tznias. Number one, number two, a long a levush is uh, is is kilo havdala. It's kilo havdala from the way the goyim dress. The, the goyim wear suits. Again, nothing wrong with wearing a suit, <laughs> but uh, something that's long is a is a yiddish levush. And uh, we know the Yidin was zocher to leave Mitzrayim. One of the one of the one of the malbusham. They didn't change. Not changing levush is is a, is a very very power, very 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 powerful thing. And uh, you know Yiddish levush. You know the the right is on the le- the right is on the left, not the left on the right. There's a, there's behind all these things. It's a, it's a holy levush. It's a levush that's been that people wore in order to remain separate. A lot of people ask me all the time what's what's so important about Yiddish. Let's say. Yiddish is a language that people that, that was created. It's a made up language, a mixture of a few languages that was created to be different than the goyim. And you know, today, the, the, back, back then it was mamish Pikoach nefesh. So also a lavush is it's a, it's a holy thing. Again, as I said at the beginning, I never I never encourage anybody, I never speak to anybody about it. If somebody comes up to me and says they feel and their wife is muskum and they feel that they you know he wants to put on a certain lavush, you know it's it's a, it's a holy thing for sure. It's a holy thing.
1: This is Love for us. It's very hard to tap into his love while knowing that he loves every other Jew in the world as well. How can we connect to his great love and feel appreciative, appreciative
0: of it while accepting that he has the same love for every other Jew? Hashem Tov, said, <coughs> Hashem Tov said that Hashem loves each Jew as if he's a Ben Yochid. In other words, HaKadosh Barucho's relationship with every single Jew is that he's the Hashem's only child that's what the Holy Baal Shem Tov said and a Jew has to feel that in other words a, a Yid has to build a relationship with Hashem by talking to Hashem a lot and by thinking of Hashem talking to Hashem you no, a woman has it a lot easier than a man. You're saying a man is da- davens, and you know, it's true. A man's got to do a lot more to connect. <laughs> so a man's got to learn a lot more, he's got to daven a lot more, and then he'll feel the same connection as a woman can feel without all that. A woman has a natural feeling, a natural koyach to connect. She has a tmimos. She has a certain, you know, tmimistic. She has a certain emuna. You know, the B'nai Soscha brings down from the times of the Spanish Inquisition, he said the women who didn't learn anything on the contrary, the more... Women are, are too learned today in a lot of ways. When they were, when they were less learned, they were much more tamimistic. And he writes about, the, the Bnei Soska writes that he heard from Rav Yosef Yaivetz, not the famous Yaivetz, those was Rav Yosef Yaivetz, a Tzaddik that lived at the time in the Spanish Inquisition. And he says that the women, he calls them the Kali hadas; they didn't do anything. They were the first ones to be Moise Nefesh in the Spanish Inquisition. And he says a lot of the husbands were big maskilim, very, very, very learned, very scholars and very well-learned people. And it took them much longer a woman has a certain relationship with Hashem, and she has to do very little to trigger it off and to awaken it. So, you know, just by, just by talking to Hashem, a woman is, let's say, alone a lot at home. Just talking to Hashem, just saying to heal Him, just saying, it's a problem. Women have become a lot too learned today, you know, and, uh, and uh, they think that their relationship with Hashem is built by the more Ramban they learn, the more the relationship with Hashem. It's not the case. There isn't there isn't Indian that you know women should be learn more today than than once upon a time than they used to learn because otherwise they'll you know they go onto the computer, they'll read other things, whatever the case is. But that's not the relationship that a woman builds on, with Hashem is not doesn't come from the learning Torah. By a man it does, by a woman it doesn't. Horaya, she's Potter from Talmud Torah. Horaya, thousands of years, women never learn anything. Sarah Schneer got into big trouble for making a Bessi Who goes to school? Who learns? Who learns? I'm talking about Lamude over here. Which girls learn Lamude Kodesh? Nobody ever learned Lamude Kodesh. They just have it. A woman has it. So if a woman feels the whole time that Hashem is with him and Hashem is looking at them, and Hashem is with them all the time, and she's, she's sitting, and she's taking care of the kids, and she says, Rabban shaladam, thank you for giving me this lach, a beautiful yiddish, a Thank you for giving me this chus of being able to raise children I mean, look at Chana, Shmuel, and avi's mother. You know, the schus, she just wanted the child to bring a child to the world, to the, you know, to, 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 to be the, for the service of a Kurdish parochial. You put your baby to bed every night, and you sing. I had a time in Los Angeles that very modern law Orthodox. I told him he used to sing Koyakseif with, with a baby. And he tell his wife to sing Koyakseif to the baby when she puts it. He told his wife His mother in law is not sure if she's religious. She loved that song so much. She got really very much into Yiddish and Agunim from there. You sing a holy song to the child, you put it to bed, you feel Hashem is with you. For you, for women, it's so much easier to feel Hashem's presence with you. So you know, so Hashem, Hashem, Hashem loves you all, he loves every single Jew mammish as an only child, and you can you have to feel that relationship and you can feel that relationship. The more you speak to him, the more you call out to him, the more you have him in mind during the day, is the more the more you'll feel that relationship. I guess a
1: question is very connected. Um, how do we increase the um, feeling of
0: connection in Svila uh, and feel we are connected? How do we increase the feeling of connection in and
1: feel that we're connecting
0: to Hashem when we daven? Right. So first of all, you shouldn't have you know you shouldn't you shouldn't have too much lachats for davening. You know, it's a good thing to daven. I'm saying again, for, for women, it's a nice it's a nice thing to daven. But uh, again, as I said, your relationship with Hashem is not based not on davening and not on learning. Your relationship with Hashem is based on tehillim a lot, tehillim for sure. So you don't have to be you don't have to have too much of a lachas because sometimes you know it's hard. A man goes to shul if he's there early, he starts davening a Da'ina he says Korbanus, and he says de Zimra. He builds, he builds. Tefillah is something you have to build. You know, to Torah you can open a safe and you can start learning Tefillah to feel what Tefillah gives you. You have to get to Shemone Esra for that. After Korbanus, after Psukah it's a whole, it's a whole step by step process. And the uh, women don't always have that they don't have the time, they don't have the they're davening at home, and uh, they don't have it. So you shouldn't, you shouldn't have that that, that my, my relationship with Hashem is based on my davening. It's not. It's not. Again, by Hasidim, women, women never davened. Women never davened. My mother is a descendant of Rav Shem Shem Fal-Hash, so they're, yakis, they're davening, they don't miss davening. And, uh, but most... most most people over the over the course of the they didn't, they didn't really dharvin. Some place can say that they are muchived to Daven, which parts of davening, But your relationship is not based on your davening. Whatever you can Daven, you should know that Hashem is with you and uh, it shouldn't you know it shouldn't be shouldn't have a lachats for that. Is that clear or is it push on what? You said
1: yeah. it's based on staying low down, but you
0: learned in school that just covering a
1: lot of time.
0: Once it's more important just to rattle off psukim without understanding what you're saying? That's what they told you?
1: That's
0: for sure. So Tefillah needs Kavanah. Right. Right. But, uh, but, but to say that within Tehillim itself, it's good just to rattle off without knowing what you're saying, better than saying less. I mean, there isn't Indian just to say Tehillim, but it's very difficult to connect Tehillim to to if you don't know what you're talking about. So, so it's, it's definitely better to say less Tehillim, and to sl- and and to look at the translation, and or buy one of those Tehillims. what are they called the, the trans- interlinear? Inter- 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 but it's it's you know you should choose your program to slowly slowly go through the whole Tehillim. And choose—you'll always find the parochim because Dabra Melech wrote to Hillem. David had each one of you in mind. David Melech had every single Jew in mind. That every single Jew connects to to a certain part of Tehillim, to a certain parak of Tehillim, and you'll find your parochim that you connect very much to. And uh, but just the rattle of tehillim it's, there's an Indian. But uh, if you want to feel something, is you're not going to feel. You're not going to feel too much. Say Tehillim.
1: With?
0: What should our relationship to Tehillim be? Is it a of women for Tehillim over and No. Not necessarily. No. And again, there's no, even those who say there is a chiv to but there are going to say a woman's got a chiv to daven. But, um, you know, she's not got to khiv to spend hours in davening. Whatever, you know, whatever you can daven, you can daven. But I'm saying it's, it's, it's much easier for you to connect to Hashem with Tehillim than it is with davening. Because davening is a process. Davening is a certain thing. You've got to be in a certain mode. You've got to be in a certain mindset. You've got to be, you stand up. Your feet, you've got to be in a certain mode. And it's not always easy at home. In shul it's easy, but you're at home and the kids are on you and it's, it's difficult. So, so very often, women end up davening me lachats. You know, the kids screaming. You say, one second, I just want to daven. I just want to daven. <laughs> Even if you do daven, it's good that you daven. Don't have a lachat to feel that you need the best davening in the world. Tehillim is very tranquil. You can sit and say, tehillim. And, uh, so if you're asking me if you've got five, if you've got ten minutes, and you don't need a nap... <laughs> Um, should you should you should you, should you say or should you say to him there are let's say that you're mecholim ibn so you know tehillim is a nice thing to have if you have five minutes here and, you know five minutes there but you should you should don't try so hard to connect to davening because it's difficult, but if you manage to connect the to him, it's wonderful, okay. it's really wonderful. What is there? As you said, it's a mecholikus in the pasukim. Some say there is a if women have a Again, as I said, my mother—I was raised. My mother in three fillers a day because she comes from the Hirsch family, and they're very bit on that. But uh, I know my wife's family—they weren't into in the Polish or by They weren't—they wanted weren't to it. it definitely is a is a very definitely the word tefillah means connection. Don't have a lachatz, as I said. Don't you know? Don't leave the kids crying to daven, and don't you know? Don't don't discard certain duties that you have, in you know, in order to davin. But if you if it's possible to find you know find time to daven, uh, it, it, it's good to davin. But don't don't again, as I said, I want to stress this. Don't make that a lachatz. Don't put yourself in pressure because because you didn't you know the kid was crying, and therefore the Esra it wasn't like you. You have time. You daven. You put the set time together. You can daven to be out of the poskim that say you should daven, but don't be upset if you don't. Uh, if you loved Phila and you love and It gives you the thing. Then wonderful. Then wonderful. Then daven. Then daven. <laughs> you don't have to feel that, that you know that lachats. But tehillim is, is the ikir relationship, the main relationship that women had for thousands of years with Hashem was through tehillim. That's that's definitely true. better to say he Hebrew other Indian to say it. you're allowed a Daven in English as well you're allowed a Daven if you don't know if you don't know Daven you're not a, a little bit
1: connected It's like having a father who one never knows what his mood will be. Will he be loving towards me? Or will he punish me for any misdeed? Do I need to watch my every step and be so careful with every nuance? Or can I have a more relaxed attitude or a more
0: gentle in my Hashem? First of all, Hashem doesn't have moods, Has <laughs> And first of all, Hashem doesn't have different attributes either. Again, this is we'd have to have another whole share and this is not for now. Hashem doesn't have attributes. It's not that Hashem is Hashem Hashem is Chesed, Hashem is Din, Hashem is kind, Hashem is strict. It's almost, almost apicorosis to say that Hashem is one and the. the oh? Yeah, it's a, it's. A, I'll just give you a quick marshal to explain it. And uh, again, it's really a, it's really not one She'er, but it's ten She'er. But uh, you have and Sefetar, You have these colored bulbs in the street. So why the bulbs, why is the light colored? Why, is, why are the green lights coming up? So you, you all know that the bulb inside, the light is not yellow, it's not green, it's not red. The bulb is this, the, the, the bulb, you call it a bulb, the light inside. It's the same color. It's yellow, I don't know what color it is. But there's different glass, the bulb, the outside is different glass and then it radiates a different color. It's the same thing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the R. Hashem has got no colors, Chas v'sham. He's got no attributes, Chas v'sham. Sometimes HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to Bestow kindness, so therefore Hakadosh Hu uses the channel called kindness, and he bestows through that channel. Let's call it—I don't know what—a white light. And if Hashem sometimes has to punish, so there's a valve with, with green gla- with red glass. Red is, is din, so it comes out through red. But Hakadosh Baruch Hu has no Hashem has no midas. Hashem has no. The min has no Hashem doesn't have midas. On, on on. I'm sorry. The HaKadosh Baruch Hu is malbish himself through attributes, like, like the bulbs. Hashem Kaviachul is shines through attributes. On Yom Kippur, in the Elah, there's a tefillah that says, you know, the tefillah of Ezkor, Lekim Ehemoyah, Beroisi Tila whatever, it's in the Elah. And there, there's a saying, we say, Midas Harachim, His Galgali. Midas bring us, roll in us, Midas There's a lot of the Maral talks about it, a lot of them say to take that out. Because we don't daven to Midas, we don't daven to Hashem through Midas, we daven to Hashem. And Hashem brings down His R and He shines it through attributes and that's how it comes to us, through attributes. So that's number one, that's number one. And number two, even before answering your question, you have to realize that in in our generation today, there's a lot of struggles and people stumble. there's a lot of Nisioinus and Hashem knows that. So first thing you have to know is that Akatshebocha knows you and He knows your Nisioinus. And, uh, and, and, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what a generation he's in and there's a lot of swarm it's actually based on Apostolic Tehillim you mentioned Tehillim there's a Tehillim that says that um, tfilosam, la the last generation before Mashiach comes Hashem is not mevazer any tefillah, tf- any, any davening HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows exactly the door and the messianess of the door HaKadosh is not standing over us with a stick and he's waiting to catch us doing something wrong HaKadosh Akhorsh Baruch knows we're going through an Hashem. On the contrary, Akhorsh Baruch has tremendous, tremendous pride with Klaal Yisrael, especially in this generation. The Holy Rishna says that he says he envies the Jew that's going to be able to concentrate on the Pasuk Shema Yisrael before Mashiach comes. The Nationists are going to be so great that he envies it. the fact that Yiddishkeit is flourishing and, and booming and blossoming. It's a pelah atzum, mamish. It's a, it's a, it's a People are coming about chuvas and it's a, The whole generation is an unbelievable pelah. Hashem has tremendous nachas ruach. Al achas kamav kamu, all the so. That You people, I don't know where, which backgrounds you come from, but you come here, you move to to Israel, and you're giving up a lot possibly giving up family, giving up sizes of apartments. A lot of you may have had cars back in America. You're giving up a very lot. So, Kodesh Baruch Hu looks at you with a very, very kind eye. And he looks at you with a, you know, with a tremendous, tremendous... Uh, of Kiddusha, Yisrael Ispar, he's very, very proud of every El Chayid in this generation. That's, you know, so that you have to know that. And, and you have to know that more than anything else. Because it's uh, the biggest, greatest miracle that there's so many distractions and it's so easy just to move to the other side. And people are holding themselves together and looking to grow, and looking for growth. That itself is an unbelievable Kiddush Hashem. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is very proud of everybody. And uh, so even if, and even if uh, even if there's, there's times where you have your ups and you have your downs, is then the next thing is that Baruch Hu is a father. Now we don't call Akadosh Baruch Hu a father only because of reward. A father also punishes and a father also bestows love. The most severe month of the year is a month that's called Chodesh Av. And Av means a father. And why would, this, why would the month where both Batemigdash were destroyed and where the Holocaust began and the Spanish Inquisition began, the worst eras, the worst, worst eras fall in the Chodesh Av because I Kodesh wants you to know that I'm, I'm your father. And I'm doing this out of love and I love you. And, and all that's happening to us is all out of love. And the day will come where we'll understand how everything is out of love. There's a, we say it in the Kinos in the lamentations on Tishabov that they asked the Malachim saw Rabbi Akiva they saw all the torturings of Klad Yisrael and they asked HaKadosh the Baruch Hu what is this what's going on over here? so Hashem said be quiet I don't know if you know the Medrash we say this in Kinnis and we say it oh, it's a Medrash Hashem said be quiet and the Malachim persisted Hashem said silence kach also be machshava this is my plan and they persisted Hashem said if you say one more word I'm taking the whole world back to Toya Avoyu. I'm destroying the whole world so everybody asks, what's this dialogue over here? Every, in Malachim Noah, Hashem strong. Hashem is showing muscles over here. One word, I'm destroying the whole world. What's the dialogue over here? The dialogue is, Kanish Baruch has a plan. Here's a master plan. And this master plan is a plan after the chet of the, the Mauritian with the snake. There's a plan of almost 6,000 years. And we live in, we live in one generation, where here one unit, in one generation. There's a huge plan. Hashem was telling them, Elohim, it's all kindness. It's all rachamim. Moshiach will come, you're going to see retroactively that everything was all rachamim. And again, you mentioned midas. I'm not going to midas now, but the highest midas is keser. And keser, the crown, is the midas which is kulei rachamim. But we don't understand that now. Hashem was telling them, Elohim, I cannot explain it to you now. You've got to see the whole 6,000 years together and then you'll understand. It. And then they persisted. Hashem says, okay... Is this what you really want me to do? I'll destroy the world. We'll start all over again. I'll take you on a ride, fasten your seatbelts, I'll take you on a conveyor belt for six thousand years, and then you'll understand everything. So we have to view, we're at the end of all times now. We have to view that utter thought very soon. We're gonna see how everything that happened was all the and was all kule kule rachman. So especially in our own generation, in our in our own lives, we have to really see that Hu is looking at us with an eye of Racham, with an eye of Rachman, everything that's happening is only happening for rachman. And if a person really believes that, then a person can really see that.
1: Is there
0: more time? How many more questions are there? Many. <laughs> oh, well. So, meanwhile, one more. Okay. Um, how do we. All right. I guess this is just What's the proper perspective on separating
1: The message from Rashad punishment from the
0: servant Allah. we discussed that a bit now. Without any questions to so move on. Um, how do you have
1: technology in the home in a healthy, kosher way, especially when grandparents oversee on a video with their grandchildren, therefore your children are
0: exposed to technology. That's a tough question. <laughs> I mean um, obviously technology is is problematic, not because of you know, you can have all the you can have all the what do you call them, all the what do you call them? <laughs> filters. You can have all the filters in the world, but there's just a lot of time wasting going on. I, I heard from somebody who lives here in Matashkol. He said that they, he said he was in he was in Lake recently, and uh, he was with his brother-in-law's cars, and the kids were at the back, and the driver, his brother-in-law, mm-hmm. says to his kids at the back, "You want to say Shalom Aleichem to Uncle whoever just came from Eretz and They were playing on the machines, and they pushed. Had no time to wish their uncle Shalom Aleichem. They weren't looking at anything bad, but they were just playing. He said, can you please say Shalom Aleichem to your uncle? You know, they said, "Oh, Shalom so, technology is, 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 is very time wasting, very time wasting for children, and it's addictive. You know, it's very it's very very addictive, and uh, it's better just to better to keep out of it as you know as 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 as, as much as possible. There can be every so often when the children are together or so you show them something on a computer. You know, whatever the case is, but definitely definitely definitely, you know, the less the better. That's for sure, and parents, you know, every so often, you know, I can speak to them. I don't, again, I'm, t- I'm non-technology. I am on technology i do not know technology, so I don't know what things and what you have to have for which things. But uh, if if it's possible to Zoom, and if the Zoom can be, I don't know, can, can Zoom be done without without all the internet? No. So, <laughs> A person's got to be careful. A person's got to be careful, and I'm telling you this as 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 wives. You've got to be careful, these things, you know, for... for, for there a lot, there's a lot of stories out there of, you know, having such a thing at home. Husbands who were tamimim, kadoshim, and whatever, and, you know, they were looking up a certain maramokim and preparing a shear, and they, boom, you know, and... Uh, I'm dealing with these things with certain people. And, uh, you know, some mamish yireim and shleimim. I had a call not so long ago, and uh, somebody told me, here... So tell me his wife's fast asleep, the kids are fast asleep and he's just looking at something and he saw something and it was and you know it was terrible I told him get out of the house go to the shul sit there for 20 minutes and uh, this was like 12 o'clock at night it's, it's a problem in other words some thing even if it's filters if you know that your husbands know how to filter the filters or if there's, if there's not proper filters it's, it's dangerous it's probably not worth it for a half a percent sakana you know it's not worth it if somebody needs something for work or whatever the case is if there's an it should be in an office or it should be seriously I'm telling you this it should be in a place where even your husbands don't have access to it with kids, the better it's you know it's better to try, better to send them to a chug where they can learn whatever they need to learn and not that they should have something at home where they have access to something where they can just anytime they want, just take it, even if it's all good. But just so time wasting and they, they probably should burn their heads on, on Naurishkite stupidity. Clear? Mm-hmm. One more. How should a
1: parent explain to a young child and differently to that is not
0: up to the Torah standard in dress or condom. For example, like why doesn't the Southland cover appear? Why doesn't Bramwell their Yeah, it's a question that comes up a lot. Never chas v'sham talk bad on them, never bash them, never saying they're doing something wrong, uh, never say any of that. You tell them that post-Holocaust was a different generation where they didn't have education. You know, the post-Holocaust people lost their families and they came to America and there was very little there. And they didn't have a traditional, I mean, didn't have a formal education. They didn't go to yeshivas. There was no yeshivas to go to. They had to work very hard for their pasha to stay alive. And they didn't have the same education that you had. And whatever they know, they're very ehrlich and they're very keep. But somebody they didn't have, wasn't, had, didn't have the schus to have the same education that you had, is, uh, you know, this is it. But they're good people and everything they know, they're keeping. And, uh, you know, they even, you can even use the word that the Mamesh Tzadikim, you know, the Mamesh Tzadikim that they're from. And explain to your children what America looked like after the Holocaust, what, what people had to do, what people had to do, the Messerius Nefesh for Shmir Shabbos, just to, just to keep the basics. There was a terrible Messerius Nefesh, terrible Messerius And today, tell, tell your children, Baruch Hashem, you have the schus of being in school and learning halachas that they didn't have. And this, they have a tremendous chus of bringing, your, bringing us and, and you. And it's their chus that they raise you religious. And it's a big miracle that they remain religious and they raise you religious. But not chas v'sham any time. You should know. You should know. It's a mile of living in Eretz Yisrael sometimes just for that. I have a Talmud who's, who's, whose parents live in Long Beach. On the beach. Long Beach it's called? Yeah. On the beach. And the parents want them to come for Shabbos. And they called me and they, they, they asked me what to do. You know, this problem. That, so, here, how many times do they see? They come a few times a year, twice a year. You go back, they come here. You're not faced with this, you know, all the time. But never chas visham say a bad word. Not even a bad word. Never condemn. Never condemn. Always teach them the Indian of limits It teaches the children. And the same thing when they, when, they, when they see a secular Jew in the street and they say, why is she not dressed? Senua. You explain to your children that, you know, a lot of years ago, there was a secular Zionist people, they took the country over and they tried to halt all, all, all religion. And these are never victims of theirs, but they're good people. We have to be nice to them, we have to be makar of them. Don't bring your children in. I'll tell you, the problem of condemning is it's very easy and it eases the person's conscience when he condemns other people. And it's not a good chinuch to teach kids to, to, to raise yourself by condemning, by pushing other people down. It's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a healthy thing, Bechlan. It's not right, because that's the truth. I mean, what we're saying is, is the Emes. <laughs> it's, it's a Ness, And even people who were less religious after the war, but the fact that they weren't apikarsim after losing everybody and after losing their families, the fact, even if they're not so firm, but they were still adherent, and they were still, you know, i just leave off with a very nice story that a Talmud, whose, whose grandfather was very modern orthodox, not so religious, but he was from Radomsk. Radomsk is one of the very, very holy Hasidic town in Poland. And his grandfather moved, survived the Holocaust, moved to America, he lost his whole family. And, uh, and, and he came to America, he was from, very, very modern Orthodox, but from. And when his grandson came to Yeshiva, he got a letter, and I was tearing, and his, when his grandson showed me the letter, his grandson was mamish, crying. And his grandfather writes, that he says, from the time he lost his family, he says, I'm not as religious as I was before the war, but I was looking for how can I take vengeance on Hitler, you how can I take vengeance on him for what he did for annihilating my family? And he said, I didn't have peace of mind, I had no tranquility for all these years. Every month, he says, he gets $1,000 compensation from Germany. He says, it just feels like, you know, tearing the check. He says, that's, 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 my, that's, that's my feeling of vengeance, that I cost the German government $1,000 a month. He said, when you went to yeshiva... I said, I suddenly thought to myself that the greatest nekoma, vengeance I can take against Hitler and all the Nazis is if I use the check that I get from Germany every month to pay for your yeshiva when you're in yeshiva for that year. He says, finally, 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 I feel I have a real nekoma, a real vengeance against Hitler and And this is a very, very modern Orthodox Jew. They were all Kadoshim. What they saw. And what they kept when they came to America, even if it was minimal, minimal, they're all tzaddikim. We should be zochem mitzvah sham to b'serus Toivus and to Yeshuas and to Mashiach Tzadikim. Hareiv Yomenu, amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by
1: TorahAnytime.com.